I'm Drew Barrios. This podcast is conversations with people about what it is to be a brown person in this city and our different narratives. What do I mean by brown? A person who is Latina, Latino, Latinx, Mexican, Central American, South American, Afro-Latino, or anyone who identifies as one. I'll also be including black, indigenous people of color from time to time. Fair warning, there's adult language and social injustice situations in this podcast. Now, I made this for everybody, from the brown folk who still don't know what an Afro-Latino is, to the white folk who don't know the difference between a salvi and a chapin. And if you don't know those words, you should definitely listen. This is Being Brown in L.A. Hey guys, we're back, and this is another episode of Being Brown LA. And this week, I have artist, creator, amazing person overall, Chula Face. Welcome, Chula Face. Hello. Tell us what you do. Um, I do illustrations. I guess you would consider it um, like modern pinup. And then I do a lot of assemblage. I started making dolls recently. I sew some stuff sometimes. I'm a big what's assemblage oh it's like when it's like found art so if you have like stuff laying around and you combine it all together and like paint and it's just found art pretty much what's it what, what's like your main trade is it painting or is it illustration probably illustration like pen like pen work uh watercolor and then paint just came naturally after that uh actually I've only been doing like acrylics stuff stuff in acrylic for like the past couple years and I only do it sometimes now I just kind of don't I just use whatever I have, like whatever works. Is fine. You, you, that's it. You don't. There's not like a formula. You like you'll take any kind of paint. Put it no, paint. I mean unless it's a commission and they want specifically like a watercolor commission yeah. or they want like an oil commission or the, a doll or what, then I try to stick to the one medium. But even then, it's, I don't care. Like whatever works. So I met you through shows here in LA, and you were doing different things. I think the first time I ever saw you was in um, Boyle Heights. For which show? Uh, there was a show that a friend of mine was doing, and I forgot. For Marty's show? Yeah, but I forgot if it was her show or if it was every, it was like her and somebody else. I can't remember either. Yeah, so I just I do remember that you were there, and then we talked about it, and then I saw your art, and I was like, holy crap, this is crazy. That night was cool. Uh, I met you, and I met that guy that put me in Penthouse. There you go. So, yeah. Oh, so you also did work for Penthouse, too. You did illustrations mm -hmm. or paintings? Years. Illustrations for them? Mm -hmm. or, okay. They said they're going to hit me up now, but I guess they're broke. So, like, yeah, but, I mean, art's everybody. not a priority. I the guess. time of COVID, everybody's like, yeah. Well, we just got naked pictures. Just be happy yeah. with that. Um, yeah, no, that was like, I, I remember that. And then I, I thought that you were there in the show, but then I realized you weren't. Um, mm. But then you showed me your work, and I was impressed by that. I thought it was pretty mm -hmm. crazy. Uh, specifically, I think the first piece that I really saw that you had done was um, a girl on a couch. Oh. Wearing lacy uh, socks, yeah, high um, heels with a, a cup. What was like a? Yeah, she's ho holding like a solo cup, and she's sitting on a weed couch. There's like a weed print on it, and then there's unicorn like frame in the back, and yes. then there's this guy like it guess it's open for whatever you want it to be peeing or coming into her face as she pees into the solo cup. There we go. Mm -hmm. So that was the introduction to True Love Faces artwork. Mm -hmm. 
um, it is one of my it's one of my all time favorite pieces. Also. It's it's a it was Very a pretty detailed. yeah I think that was one of the first things you showed me and then I was like okay. It took a lot of time. So there's not you know I I know what it's about like now there's no like there's nothing hidden messages there's no nothing uh, I I figured it at that moment that your art was straight out it is what yeah. it is there's no like oh look, look at the hidden meanings and she used this color for this reason and it's like maybe you do but this was more it's whatever you make it though yeah yeah so, it did, did come from a real photo like it's a it's a real porno out there somewhere oh okay yeah yeah I, is there an old one or is it i'm taking it I get, i've never seen it but my i think it's from the 80s because the, the socks that she was wearing i don't i mean everything's coming back so it may <laughs> not have been who knows uh okay but I've seen a lot of your art here in LA and I've seen a lot of stuff that you've done here, but you are originally from? I was born in La Jolla, California. And then uh, when I was like eight or nine, we moved to Fairfield, soon Vallejo area, like Bay Area. Uh -huh. um, and then I moved to LA when I was like, I think 19 or 20. Is your family still here in LA? I or don't have California? any family here in okay. LA. So I moved with my cousin because he was going to school here and I was in college too. And so like, he was like, come to LA and like, we all can go to college, to, not together at the same school, but yeah. So now your family is in? My family lives, uh, my mom and dad live, and my little brother, they live in Corpus Christi, Texas. And my sister and my brother-in-law, they live in Austin, oh, Texas. I love Austin. Mm -hmm. um, so when you went to school here in LA, where did you go to school? Um, I did like my like uh, end half of college. Um, at AI on Wilshire, but now it's in North Hollywood. Okay. And then where'd you study art? At AI. Oh, at AI, okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right, the art institute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what a sham school. Oh. But you got something out of it. No, I wish okay. I wouldn't have gone. Oh, okay. Um, I, like, yeah. Yeah, like, the skills I, that you acquired there were not the... I mean, Photoshop, I don't know why you... <laughs> I don't think I would have learned Photoshop on my own. Um, so I know how to use Photoshop because of the AI. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's a good that's a big plug there for the AI. Ew. Don't don't go because all you'll learn is Photoshop. But but student loans paid off. So okay, there you good. go. Yeah. Uh, so, one of the things that I guess with the fact that you're an artist and um, that you also are a very creative person when it comes to your makeup. If you guys haven't seen Trula Face's Instagram, um, her face is somehow sometimes her palette and her. Uh, canvas and she makes works of art on her face which are super interesting besides the other stuff that she does and there's a whole aesthetic that kind of bleeds into everything else she does as well so when you look at her artwork and then you look at she paints her face you kind of understand that there's a cohesive brand and message through it all yeah it's an extension what is the biggest conception that people have when they see you when I have a makeup like that or anytime uh, I mean when I have my makeup all crazy or well that's how it's perceived um, that like, I don't know, I guess I, I've been asked like, what is the meaning? And like, that's just, like, what? And then I've also asked like, why do you, or I get asked a lot, like, why do you look like that? Or I've been asked like, are you in a play somewhere? <laughs> um, um, that's kind of like the only thing I get. Like it's either you like it or you don't. Like most people are intrigued by like the artistry of it, but they're also just like, oh, that's wild, or like, and just kind of like, why? And it, it's funny that you said that because you're not covered in tattoos, but you have a lot of tattoos and they're everywhere. And yeah. I figured that they would look at the tattoos and be like, oh, okay, I get it. But they're more shocked 
at the makeup. Well, sometimes the they think they're tattoos, which ah. is kind of weird too. So, but they're, they don't ever comment on the tattoos. They make more comments on the face. Uh, I mean, like, so it's like the typical, like when it's summer where people comment yeah. on my tattoos. Ah, got it. But like normally, if I'm but just normally dressed now. They're like, oh, why, why do you paint your face? I mean, like lately, cause I've been like wearing like shorts and stuff. People have been like, oh, you got a lot of tattoos. Um, but it's mostly the face. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it, we're living in an age where even soccer moms have tattoos. So. I don't, yeah. I don't understand the surprise of it, um, but it always gets me when you tell me that people are like surprised about your makeup. Yeah, it really like throws some people for like they they for a loop. Like they don't know what to think. So they think that you're just a crazy person. That's the misconception. I don't even like. I mean, like I think if I don't think they're gonna. I don't. I don't think. It, I mean, if they do think I'm a crazy person, no one's gonna be like straight up like you're a crazy person because you did your makeup like that. But like I do get asked like why. Or like, what is it for? What is the meaning? And I'm just like, and then, you know, I give a simple answer like, oh, it's an extension of like my creative side or whatever. And then they're like, what? And then I'm like, I paint and I do art and like, this is fun for me. And they're like, oh, that's crazy. I mean, knowing you now, I guess, somewhat uh, four, four years. That sounds kind of right. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's an extension of your personality. So it's not like a surprise thing. And even when I when I introduce you to friends or I tell my friends about you and they see you, <laughs> they're like, oh, oh, okay. It's not like a, oh, what the fuck is wrong with her? It's almost like a thing. It's not supposed to be like, offensive at no, all. No, they see the, the, the work and then they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's because just like, sometimes it's like to adorn yourself. There's sometimes like, your makeup kind of reflects the pieces that you have on the wall yeah which is kind of cool I, I like that it's like it makes me feel like okay it, there's this is this is on brand yes yeah okay yeah. um what do you takes a lot of time <laughs> together with all of love like well yeah i mean it's like it's effort I, i'm sure that like you know other women who put on makeup and they do certain things and they wear the hoop Contour. earrings and they, yeah it's like this is who they are and that's on their brand if you hear a little noise there tell us what you're doing tell us what it is um I'm eating limon seven. I'm like pouring it into my what's, mouth and what's taking the drinks seven? of my beer. So if you guys, and this is a very brown person thing, what's a limon seven? Um, it's like, uh, it's just a lemon salt, like a lemon flavored salt. And they come in these little packets, these little green snack. packets. And people would just like sometimes, I remember like sometimes. With Lucas. Yeah, you would buy them for real cheap and then you would just stuff them in. Sometimes they had chili, sometimes they are different flavors. I remember there was one that was tamarindo. I it's only like, like tamarindo salt, and then you would take it down. This is like a lime lemon one. This is how much I like it. And she tattooed it to herself, and <laughs> it's basically just a little pack of lemon salt. And she drinks it with, what are you drinking? Um, Tecate. There you go. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I would consider that to be a very brown thing. Like, I don't know a lot. I don't know anybody else besides you and like a, like a neighbor that I had. It was like a hardcore gangster who actually does that. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so in that note, what do you identify yourself as? Um, I'm Mexican. Um, my dad is Spanish. He's not Mexican. But I don't know anything about that side of my family and that and those roots. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think he pretty much thinks of himself as Mexican, too. And so just Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. And you were saying that they, you also grew up in a small little town that's, like, off of Oakland. What's it called? Uh, Alameda. It's a little island next to Oakland. So it's not in Oakland, it's like 
it's it's right next to how big is this through a tunnel i don't know how big it is um but it's small is it as big as a mall like oh no no like there's grocery stores and like like a little let me look it up hold on i'll get you facts grocery stores (laughs) there's obviously a restaurant because you mentioned that you worked at a hot dog shop right yeah like my i put a post online about i got i gave myself a tattoo of a little hot dog guy like little dog that's a hot dog um when i was like 12 13 uh we lived in alameda and so did my grandma and me and my grandma were pretty close when we were when i was little and she would take me to work and then i would just like help her cut onions or like help her like restock things or like just keep her company and then i would draw like in my free time and then the the owners noticed that i was good at drawing and so they started paying me like every few months to do like the holiday windows of like the hot dog uh, logo in different ways. Oh, okay, so mm-hmm. you were like painting their brand. Yeah, yeah. I just what, that what was the name like, of the hot, hot dog, dog stand? over and over again. What was the name of the hot dog stand? Uh, Pampered Pup. Pampered Pup. Uh-huh. Are they still around? Yeah. Oh, shout out to Pampered Pup. Yeah. <laughs> hot dogs, chili dogs, stuff like that. Yep, it's like super like whatever you think of like the most like like hot dog dog. Yeah, like okay. I don't, what is that word? It's like. Not basic, but like it's just it's like predictable. Oh, you're you're quanti- stereotype. Consensual. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. Like, what do you think a hot dog store? Dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that like when I went to Berkeley, there was another one called um, Super Dog or Okie Dog or something. It was like that. A, that sounds like a, that sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, it was like a hot dog place that was really good. That they had like all these hot dogs, and I think it was like Super Dog or or Alpha Dog. I forgot. If you're from Oakland, or, I love. I mean, hot if you're dogs. from Berkeley, you'll correct me later on. Um, so you grew up in that area, and then you went to work with your grandma there in this little island off of Oakland. Did you spend a lot of time in that area, or um, uh, when did you leave? The so South okay, Bay? so I was in okay, so I was born in La Jolla, but we like lived in Escondido, and so like I have a lot of family in Escondido, and like uh, I have a lot of history in Escondido. San Diego? Um, near San Diego. Okay. Um, and like... So North Bay, and then you went down, all the way down to... N- n- we, it was... It, no, it was it was in Escondido. So we lived in Escondido until I was nine, and, or eight, maybe, I don't know. And then, like, we moved to the Bay Area then. And then I lived in the Bay Area until I was about... Well, because then... Okay, so I moved from, like, Alameda to Fairfield, which is right next to Vallejo. And then, I, like... Hyphy, hyphy, like, <laughs> and then like, um, so then after, once I started college, then I moved to San Francisco, and then I, like, so it was just like I spent a couple years like everywhere, everywhere, and then after San Francisco, I moved to LA, and then I spent some time since living in LA. I spent like a year, in, oh no, I spent what a year and a half in Escondido, and then came back, and then I spent another like year and a half in Texas. That was my first time living in Texas. I'm not from Texas. Um, and I stayed with my sister for a year and a half. And that was cool. And then I just got back in May. So you've gone everywhere in the Southwest for a while. Yeah, kind of. Perfect. Okay. So what would you say your aesthetic or your brand of illustration and style is? Um, as far as technique, um, really vibrant colors, um, really bold solid detailed lines um i do a lot of uh, textures i like i like stippling i like using stencils i like using different kinds of paints and like spun- like all different kinds of techniques and i mean it's like 
I guess like the finished piece may not look as deconstructed as it actually is, but like, it's just like, just a mashup of like everything. And like, I go through phases. So like, I'll do a lot of this for a little while and then a lot of that for a little while, but everything's usually pretty detailed. I feel like even though a lot of your paintings there's nudity in it, mm -hmm. I think it's also celebrating voluptuous women. Mm -hmm. Women that are not usually thin. Or, no, not really. You know. I don't know why. Like, I don't mean to like leave out the skinny girls or anything like that. Um, <laughs> I, I th just think I it's think skinny funner. girls are okay. I think there's a lot of paintings with skinny girls, and they're gonna be fine. Yeah, I just think it's like just as like eye pleasing to me. Like curves are nice, and like it's like at first I started doing like a lot of like chubby girls or whatever, like thicker girls, um, with a lot of like uh, like perfect imperfect perfect imperfections and I was thinking like okay like if you if they has like stretch marks or if she's like whatever then like I used to try to like be like well like it's okay like you don't notice it like when you're looking at the painting yeah. like it's just like as a whole it's beautiful or whatever and then like when you look at a person like you don't notice those things like as a whole they're beautiful so like if that gives you some peace and like more so now I try to like convey like from my like myself like just more emotion like whatever I'm going through like through like what's happening to the body and the texture and, and things like that also i i don't know why i don't like it people it just comes out of me but i don't know why everybody's so weird about it because all the paintings in museums they're all naked yeah. i mean like it's classic like it's never going to be dated i guess it's, it's because it's not a, a they're not thick brown areolas and oh yeah and stuff like that and so i think it's like it's more dainty and so soft and but i feel like I'm sure that there was a point when those paintings came out and people were like, oh my God, what is that? Actually, I like, um, I've been like really like fortunate art wise in my, my people that have guided me when I was younger. Um, like my high school teachers were like my first like real, real inspirations in art. Um, Cause I was like already drawing a lot. I was already doing a lot of art. I like was already like, I mean, that's just like what I liked when I was little. But then when I got to high school, I felt like important because of my art and like they really both my art teachers like really saw something like really like amazing I guess in me and then like they like really encouraged it and like nurtured it and like they were like you have to do something like don't like let don't squander it you know yeah and like that made me feel like validated and so I just kept on doing it and so you've been drawing all, all the time and then I've been driving like my whole life you attended AI, you said. Yeah, AI is like the last part of like art history about my life. That like I like honestly, I only like the art religion class. Other than that, it was lame. Oh, other than uh, that, it was lame. So, Art Institute is like the school that's here in Southern California that a lot of people, some artists attend. But it's a it's one of those schools that you pay to get in, and they almost like I remember like they were offering jobs where they were you were recruit and you would try to get so many people to join at the same time, and then somehow, I think in the early 2000 maybe 2006 or something they lost their accreditation or something and then a lot of people got a lot of, of those ai's got shut down or something like that I yeah yeah i mean for myself like um when i got so i didn't finish high school because i moved out when i was like 14 and i was living with a boyfriend and i was just trying to like handle shit so like i was like i don't have time for school so like I went to continuation school and then I felt, I still don't have time for school. So I got my GED and then I was just like, 
nannying for a long time and or for a long time took a year and then like my boyfriend was like you have to go to school like right and so then i started going to college and i only went to college and i only like i had never thought about it my mom and dad didn't tell me anything about how to pick a good college or how what i should go for or maybe like go to a community college first or like I, nobody told me anything so like my boyfriend was like we're gonna get you into a art school and like you're gonna do like you're gonna become like some somebody in art world and i was like okay like okay and so he he would take me to all my meetings with like the advisors and like he would help me like fill out everything and like he was the same age as me so he didn't know what he was doing either and like they don't tell you like okay yeah like you're gonna get out alone through Sally Ming. Yeah, you're gonna have to pay it back, blah, blah, blah. But they don't tell you, like, it's like a private school. So like, you can only fail a class, which sounds shitty, but like, it happens. Like, you can only fail a class three times. And after three times you fail it, like if you're just really terrible at it, you can never make that class up. So you can never get your degree. And like, you've already spent all this, like, you know what I mean? You I still like owe, like it's just a sham of a school. Yeah, I think it's like a setup. It's like, oh, you can only do it three times. And it's like, yeah. Well, maybe the teachers are not that good if you have to redo the class. And if there's already a rule based like that, it must have happened a lot. Well, I think that they, like there a lot of their what they wanted to was a lot of like the, the people that went to that school, like they wanted them to become teachers there. Ah, uh, okay. That's... But I mean, like honestly, like I don't even remember how to call. I, I just, just learned Photoshop. Why don't they just do a teaching, our teaching class instead of? I have no idea. Things. That That's, was a long time ago. So then you just said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do my own thing and develop your own style." Um, well, okay, so like, I, I didn't get shit out of college, so when I was almost done, I made a friend, when I was, when I moved to LA, and I started going to school here, and I was almost done, I made a friend uh, named Akpito, and like, he had like a little artist collective, and I, I had no idea what that was, I was just like, I was just like very green, and like, um, he was like, yeah, basically, we like, work together, and, and do shows together, and like, you know, organized shows. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll be a curator. I thought that would be like cool. So like I kind of like, kind of like, took me under his wing and like showed me how to curate shows. And I just started like throwing, like being in all of the shows that he like, we just like worked together for a long time. And then um, I just painted whatever I felt like painting. Oh, I meant to say it in high school. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, high school. I started when I was, all my teachers, whatever. Like I would do nudes then. And like I would take nudes of myself and like, these weird artsy news of like me drinking kool-aid and like just very strange or like my boyfriend and me fucking or something like just really terrible high school but that's like my life like in high school i i just want to i want to see the nude of you drinking kool-aid oh yeah because like it was supposed to be fancy it was like in a like a wine glass um but like my teachers were so nice that like what they would do they're like obviously this is not for everyone here um because you're underage and like but they understood they put a little piece of paper that yeah. for the classes that were my class no and i mean by all means like maybe for some kids i was the first titty they ever saw in their life maybe but like did did they understand what you were trying to do or were they just like oh you're undecent or degenerate um no uh, i mean i don't know if they understood i mean i think that they cared about me and i think that they felt like it was worth um, but they nursing. knew it was, it was coming out of art. It wasn't coming yeah. out of just like you just want to show your titties and. Oh no 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 no! They knew that like, this was like a natural. This is what came out of me. Yeah. I mean, like me and my sister have talked about it since high school. Um, 
because like she's also an artist and a very good one but we have like completely different styles and like um and i mean like night and day styles and and subjects and like we had a really beautiful conversation at the laundromat once and we were like why do we draw the things that we're drawn like why is it so different and like like we come from the same family like how the hell did it happen and so like we decided that like when it was the most traumatic part of like our childhood like i was older than her she's younger than me so her escape was like animals and that's what she paints um and she like creates these little worlds with like animals and like that because that's who she was she's a little girl with all these little animals and like that's her and like i was already a little bit older i was like 14 you know when everything was going on and i was having sex and like my boyfriend took care of me and his family loved me and like took me in and stuff so that's like i think it's coming from a pure place that's where the original sense is mm-hmm. and what may I ask i don't know if it's personal but the trauma that happened that was sort of yeah that's fine um my dad like um he he just had kind of started losing his mind and like acting really crazy and i grew up like a daddy's girl and so like i was concerned and he just kind of kept on getting crazier and crazier and crazier and me and my boyfriend used to smoke weed and like he asked my, my boyfriend asked my dad for like a paper once and he gave him a pack of papers we found a bag of crystal meth and then like we kind of put it together and i mean like long 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 story short like my dad had been doing like crystal meth from like since i was five and so i was like i mean until after i found out so i was like 18 19. but like i think at that point in his life i don't know like what was on him that like he just kind of lost it and like we didn't have any like we didn't have like anything and like i just couldn't handle it because it was so close to my dad and like i was just like you can get help that's what the tv says and like you can like quit your drug problem and what did i know you know it's like 14. well yeah i mean meth is not like that kind of it's and like he a, was good for yeah, a long time not to put down any other drugs and but you know meth heroin and, and those op- those high opiates they have a a degradation time that's really rapid yeah so like you can start looking at somebody who was okay maybe a year ago and now you're like they're fucking yeah. mess and so yeah it, it's, yeah and i mean i don't like i mean like he's he's been clean now for a long time and like he's good now and like i'm proud of him and like that i can't say that for a lot of people like that's really a miracle in itself and you know i mean i i think that i know why he did it for so long in the beginning was just to kind of just keep work going yeah you know and i mean like that sucks, but I mean, he made the first couple years of my life really good. Well, that's good that you still have some good memories. It's funny that you mentioned your sister because it's, and if that's the origin of what happened, you know, your dad kind of going through this trend, this thing with meth and his battles with drugs. You know, you went into nudity, and then your sister is into otters mm-hmm. and weasels and raccoons and spiders. Tell a lot of hamsters when she was little. Yeah, very detailed, as you are detailed mm-hmm. with your you know nalgas and you know, your butt cheeks and your, <laughs> and your areola she's very detailed with the fine hairs of mm-hmm. of a weasel yeah and, I thought and it she was, does sculpture <laughs> and, and all that's really detailed yeah. too and i feel like a lot of that stuff is like i can imagine both of you guys just going at it and like you doing your nudes it's her doing her intricate little lines as hairs and uh if you guys don't know true the face true the faces at, at true the face on instagram your uh-huh. sister is at her, she just changed her name actually. It's Petite, Petite Thief. Um, I'll check if there's an underscore. But I post her on my stuff yeah. a lot. So too. if you can't find her, she just, just start tattooing. Just at, and she's amazing. at Chula Face. 
in Instagram and then find her sister. She just started tattooing in Austin. Yes, like where? she just like she has, she's. You know I think she's still doing? an apprentice at this current moment doing the apprentice tattoos, but. She's great and like she tattoos cute little baby animals. Do you know what shop she's at? at? She has um, Rock of Ages? Huh? Moon tattoo. Moon tattoo, okay. Mm -hmm. They're very nice there. I've actually gotten tatted at Austin. It's a very inky town, so. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Very good people. I try to pick up a, a piece from everywhere I went. I got some from Vegas, I got Austin, I got south of the Where'd border. Where'd you get tattooed in Vegas? Uh, downtown tattoo. Is that like a cool one or one of those like. It's off the, it's off the, the main strip. I want to get a shitty tattoo in Vegas. I want to get. I want to. I want to get a shitty tattoo in Vegas. I only wear Vegas clothing, and then I get like a stupid Vegas tattoo. That's like a dream. So I think if you want to do that, you just go to. That's next to the taco place. An Arco, yeah. There's an Arco in Vegas, and you just buy the t-shirts and the shorts that they have there, and a hat, and they even have socks. And then you walk out of that place, and you're ready to go. And then you go to the tattoo shop and make sure that they're all drinking. Yes. And then you get a shitty tattoo there. Yep. I mean, Vegas, one, is, is, Vegas is known for like, you know, it's like a phoenix. It's like it regenerates itself. This shitty place becomes a nice place. All these little hotels that were on Freeman Street are now being brought up and they're being rebuilt to be like nice offices or, or like even apartments. I remember Atomic Liquor, which was a liquor store, now is a, and I went recently, I saw it. It's a bar. And it's a pretty good bar too. Right? Yeah. It's a, on Freeman street there used to be a atomic liquors liquor store and now it has become a bar itself if you keep going all the way down on that strip there's these empty hotels that they're converting into like offices or apartments or whatever and at the end is a wedding chapel a very hipster modern wedding chapel which is all white cool. with uh, modern furniture and a pedestal or some kind of altar at the end and it just says wedding chapel and, and then it has pink neon on it okay. it's very minimalist very modern and right next door is the tattoo shop nice yeah and so that's where i went to get my uh last tat which is this what is it it's basically all red and it's a minimalist drawing of a mission oh with the stars and it's part of my love and hate for california i love california i'm from la but i travel a lot when I was a kid going up and down and one of the things that my parents thought was something that they wanted to introduce to all three of us myself and my brothers were that we were going to go to all these missions and go up and down that that's cool because when I was a little girl um I, I we like started doing art on the computers like that was like a thing and then the mission society or whatever that's called like came to my school and like did like a contest that like wh whoever could do the best it'll like digital painting like got to be part of the, their society and like i won that shit oh, and yes. i'm part of the society <laughs> i have I, a little pin and everything i have a love and hate with them because one they're yeah they're part of california the whole camino real which is uh where these like lamps with the bell on it comes from um which is called like the royal the royal road and they would have it in many places, which would be the main road in like Europe and so forth. Like this road would get you from here to England or from here to Spain, whatever. So they're all by a road? Well, no, that's what they used to call this road. Oh, okay. So like, there's this royal road that they created here in California to guide you. So if you were a priest and you got dumped in San Diego, you can take it all the way up to Santa Barbara and San Francisco. I mean, there's no surprise why a lot of the main cities in LA have, you know, religious and like 
angelic, you know, connotations and、oh. names that are referring to those things. San Francisco,、oh, San Pedro, yeah, you know, Santa Cruz,、uh, San Diego, you know, all these Santa Barbara. That makes sense. And so the missions, the, the missions, yeah, the missions jobs were also like to sort of. Repress the indigenous society that was living in that area and say, "Oh, you know what? You're you're hungry and you don't have any place to sleep. We have you know villages and things that we have built, which are other, you know, brethren, basically other slave indigenous people. And they brought him to build these churches and said, 'Hey, all you wild indigenous people, come live here. But if you come live here, you're gonna have to change your name and your religion. So you can't pray to whoever you pray to, and you can't call yourself whatever you want to name. We're gonna give you a name like Jose Juan.'" And they would almost starve them to death by having all this, like taking over all this land where they used to grow stuff, and then taking over and saying, "No, this is our land now. We're going to grow all these vegetables, but we're not going to give them any food." And they would basically force them to get baptized. And a lot of times, they would also force them to destroy their own relics and religious altars, and then use those stones to build their churches. And their,、wow. you know, the, you know, their living quarters. And then, if you go to San Juan Capistrano, which is down by, you know, almost, by Escondido, kind of. by Escondido, yeah. So it's on the way down there, past Orange County.、Mm-hmm. Capistrano is a, a weird town because it's like very white, but it's also like kind of Mexican in some way and kind of indigenous. But if you go to the back of the church, there's a cross, and the cross has these symbols inside of them that it was made with all these indigenous pagan symbols. Oh, and these, the indigenous people were—it was a way for the indigenous people to say, "We're going to make your cross, but we're going to put these, you know, iconic iconography that has indigenous, you know, references to them, almost like a 'fuck you, you guys, you made us make a cross, but this cross will tell indigenous people what's up. Like they know that this shit was to, you know, this is our、yeah. altar or whatever. It's almost like the whole Virgen de Guadalupe. What they—it was built in a place, and you know, a lot of the Catholics are going to.'" Go crazy right now, but for me saying that, but the Catholic religion came down to Mexico and knew that Donancil, the goddess of earth and life, was being seen on this, you know, hilltop cliff or whatever you want to call it, and so that's where the Catholic religion built the temple or the church for the Virgen de Guadalupe in Mexico,、oh. because it was the same spot where the indigenous people had been praying to their own goddess. So how do you replace one goddess with the other one? You keep her brown, but you say, "Hey, she's Jesus' mother," and now she's no longer Tonantzin. So you can change the narrative to kind of please yourself and to get these people to, you know, subscribe to your notion. So, you know, long story short, that's what the tattoo is. It's like it's a stamp. It almost looks like a stamp, and it's that whole stamp of like, you know, my government name or the name given to、oh, me by the religion. But there's something there. There's still something religious in there. Yeah. And something also very indigenous, you know. Like people have this way of seeing religion, and they don't see the behind the religion, behind the curtain. So, I go to Halloween. Yeah, and it was a perfect place to get it. So it was a perfect place. It was, you know, it was in the desert, and and you know, it's Vegas, and you want to do stuff crazy, and it's. When did you go? I went in February, right before the shutdown. Oh.、Okay. Yeah. So people were still like. Coughing each other's faces and touching each other's faces and eyeballs and true Vegas style. Yeah, 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 sticking their fingers in each other's mouth and stuff like that. There was some kind of festival going on where the first day there was a lot of leather, S and M stuff. Yeah. So all titties, butts hanging out, all sizes of people. God bless them. Some people were busting out. Some people were 
They have like not, chubby chaser conventions. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of that. I mean, I mean, I mean, I also saw skinny women who the the leather was just kind of hanging on them because they didn't have enough to produce. But I think everybody has a right to show their booty and their body if they want There's to. There's a time and a place. And I think Vegas is a perfect place for that. I'm in a place for everything. I feel like there, people are not going to be as abusive as anywhere else here. I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of, you know, indecent stuff that happens to women or people who get naked in anywhere in the country. But I feel like Vegas, especially in front of all these people, it's a little bit safer. I mean, there was... Or San Francisco. Or San Francisco, yeah. Because there were these women with their breasts hanging out and they had tape on them because they didn't want the kids to see that part. Yeah. But there, it was just, you know, it's a full-on titty. Yeah. And people were, families, like, older people were taking pictures with these women. Like, oh, oh we're posing with the Spider-Man on Hollywood Boulevard. They were like, oh, we're posing with these S&M people in, in Vegas. And then, you know, then you have, like, the chubby women and, and the thicker women and, you know, all that. Like Folsom and they were, Yeah, they were all doing that stuff there. So I thought it was like, oh, this is crazy. Then the next day, it was like, everybody's wearing uh, onesies, the furry onesies. The night, like the, the pajama ones. Was it Pride Week? I don't know what it was. I forgot what it was, but it was raining. It didn't sound like Pride Week per se. No, but, but like, it was I like mean. every day there was something. And then and then it was raining. So everybody who was wearing these like pajama onesies, they were like unicorns or frogs. Yeah, they were all wet. And I was like, man, it's, it smells bad on this. But it's, you know, it's old school Vegas. It's not even the main strip and stuff like that. I mean, I really actually just went because I wanted to go eat at Best Friend, which is Roy Choice Restaurant. Oh my God. Steven was just so telling me about good. that place. So good. I mean, I, I've been to Momofuku here in LA, and, and you know, David Chang's ama- you amazing. Geek out on food. He's but love it. David Chang did a great restaurant here. Momo, uh, it's called Major Domo. Um, but I will say they Roy Choi knocked it out the park with Best Friend. And I've been to mostly all of Roy Choi's restaurants that I could. I went to A Frame, I went to um, Pot, Commissary, Koji, and. Uh, Loco and Watts and Chego. But I have to say that Best Friends is actually awesome. I even have a shirt and about a shot glass from there. It's amazing. Uh, it's in the MGM at the Nomad part of the MGM, Nomad Hotel. Uh, so it's pretty amazing. And shout out to Nomad. Nomad has an amazing bar. The Nomad Hotel here in LA is probably one of the top 10 in LA. Um, but yeah, but you it need was. To talk to Steven about that. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll <laughs> geek out on food so and stuff it. like that. Yeah, definitely. So let's get back to you. So enough about food and, and other stuff. I mean, is there some kind of food that you miss? Do you miss those hot dogs from Pamper Pup? I mean, yeah, I'd have one any day. I love hot dogs. Um, I don't. I never think about them. Like I don't miss them. <laughs> is there a food that you miss from the the, the North Bay or the Bay? Area? Um, I love Burma Superstar. I used to live on Clement Street and right across the street. What is um, it? Huh? What is that? It's Burmese food. Ah, okay. It's delicious. Um, and it makes the whole block smell so good. <laughs> and it's a little bit, like, fancy. So, but just a little. Just a little fancy. So fancy enough. Yeah. They give you tea when you're waiting outside. And what's your favorite food now that you're in L.A.? I like Asian food. You're a big Asian food. Yeah, I, just, I can eat Asian food. I love Chinese food. I love Chinese food. I, I dig on the Japanese. But I like Chinese food. And not from downtown, but from, like, Monterey. Uh, San Gabriel Valley. Oh, oh, like, it is good there. Yeah. Um, the best, uh, the best Chinese food I've ever had in my whole life thus far. Uh, I went to New York and uh, one time that I went to New York, I like my friend Joyce and her boyfriend Sean took me to I guess like the restaurant that it was like in Harry Met Sally, 
I don't know the name of it, okay. but we ate soup dumplings there, and it was so good, and we drank so much. I felt like I was going to throw up after. It was so good. Any any Mexican food, since you're Mexican, any Mexican food that you like or that you I miss, like bean and cheese burritos okay. from the barrel in Escondido. Okay. I've been having them since I was a little girl, and they're delicious. Um, Where's the barrel in Escondido? It's, I think, ah, oh, fuck. It's by a Kaiser. Um, it's like, I think it's on Mission or Shout out mission. to the Barrel. Send, huh? a, send us some burritos, Barrel. They're so good. With green salsa. Yeah. Green salsa. Okay. Um, what What do you identify yourself? Mexican. No, gay, straight. Oh, I'm queer. straight. Okay. Yeah. But you do have a love of women, I think. I feel like it can, I can see it in your illustrations feel... or paintings i mean it's also a love of yourself because you you yes. love who you are and your body and i don't think you've ever been apologetic about it um it's not so much of like i love my body like i i like to fuck you know what i i do and like um i am content with what i ha have like i mean I, like all everything could be better yeah but everything could be way worse too and i'm like happy <laughs> son so like, I'm <laughs> what do you mean it could be way worse? I mean like, I'm. Well, I mean like, you could have one boob. I mean, yeah. I mean like fucking all truck out here, like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, what, I don't have much what's truck mean for, really for those I mean, people that don't know what truck means. It's crooked, crooked, like titty. you know. I, there's a lot of things. One nipple up, one nipple down. Yeah, I mean like, you don't have to be symmetrical, but you want to be like, you know, looking yeah. in the same direction. Um, but like, I just. I don't know like i honestly it's not so much about sex and it's not so much about the body for me like to me like sex is playful and is supposed to be a like joyful thing to do with somebody so like it's just i think it's, it is like playful and comforting and it's like yeah it's, it's i don't consider myself a very like like a romantic kind of person but like there's like other kind of romance and like your body like you can like not think you love that in a body but then like it's that person's body so you love it and like more than i just like i'm starting to understand about myself that like it's really important for women to like accept other women and to cherish other women the way that they are and like not be so judgy or not be so like jealous or not be so like whatever negative um and just try to be good to one another because like like we're we're the yeah. we're the center i mean like we, and it's start, bad enough we give men, birth to everything it's bad enough that men have a negative connotation to women about yeah. who they are and stuff like that and i feel also as brown people like we've been guilted so much into like not enjoying sex or not seeing sex as something that's healthy and normal uh you know what whether it be religious you know like oh don't do that yeah but eventually we're gonna get married and we're gonna do it so like what why should we know about it other I mean, thing is like women shouldn't you know I, I remember like women oh women shouldn't be like this so like it's why i mean i i, I didn't they didn't really take care of me when i was little um i i was like nobody put that in my brain like oh like you gotta say it no i mean like my dad found out when i was having sex but i had already been on birth control for a month like a whole month i did it right like i knew i was on birth control it was a decision i stopped going to bible study because i didn't want to lie in front of god like it was a conscious decision for me so you you were like conscious like i have to do this because i'm not going to get pregnant yeah i'm not going to go back to bible school because i don't want to lie yeah, was, I was a Jehovah Witness, and that's just not allowed, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was going to get baptized soon. So, like, I, I mean, like, Jehovah would 
Jehovah knows now, like he, he's always known, um, that like, I mean, I would be living in a lie and that's yeah. not, I mean, why would I lie to him? He knows, like. Well, but, I mean, there's one that's like, you, you, you rather like say it all out loud because you know he's going to know. Instead yeah. Of trying to say something in public and then in secret you do the, yeah. the it's naughty just, thing. I've never felt like, um, like oppressed or like, um, I, my dad is, he loves women too. And he's always been like, show some legs, this and that. And like, I mean, it's kind of just always been like, kind of like a more playful thing. It's, I mean, like, obviously like, yeah, I know like people objectify people and like, there's like misogyny and all the things, but like just in my experience growing up and like entering that part of my world, like it was very, very nice. And I know that that's not, that I, a lot of people can't say that, no. but like, I'm lucky. That I mean, like, I, I didn't grow up in a household either where like sex was a bad thing or yeah. it was looked down upon. I think there was responsibilities that came right away yeah. with the conversation about sex. Like, if you're going to go do all that stuff, don't get anybody pregnant, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. in my mind, I was like, don't get nobody pregnant. Yeah, and I had a boyfriend from 14, literally to 21. So, like, and that fool was, like, wild. So, like, I feel like I got to do all, like, the wild, kinky, whatever shit that you could do from 14 to 21 with one person. So I felt really, like safe it wasn't like the, all these new experiences i honestly didn't have a bad sex experience until after like we broke up you know like i started date yeah literally like the, the next time i had sex like months after like it was like automatic that was like maybe the only like that's like when i learned about other like negative parts of things but like before that it was just kind of like you do this for fun i mean obviously you do it to have babies and stuff but i just think it's like i what do i know the best women because I'm a woman, so that's why I paint him. I get that. Yeah, that, it comes it comes out very clear in the in the picture. Uh, what do what do people don't understand about you? What are the stereotypes that they see in you as a brown woman? Um, I mean, I don't know about a brown woman. I mean, I can tell you like the most offensive thing that somebody's told me as a brown woman, like a man telling me, um, is this white dude really liked me for a long time, and he was just like really blah. And he was cool though. Like we were friends, but not like, you know, not like, it's not gonna escalate to anything like real, real. And like, we were in the pool one time and we we're just joking around and whatever. And he was like, we should just get married and yada, yada. And I was like, nah, dude. And like, he's just like, why? Cause I'm not ethnic and cool. And I was like, that is such a weird thing to say. And he was just like, give your children a chance. like. And I was just like, what the fuck? Who says that? I mean, like, I know he meant it as a fun. It's not funny, but like, I know he meant it as funny. And like, that's probably the rudest thing I've ever been told about, like, I guess being a brown woman. But like, I mean, like, I've been called, I don't know. It's, honestly, I project a lot of positivity on women. So I'm not gonna say that there's nobody talking behind my back about me. Uh, maybe there is, I've never heard them. So I can't say like, oh, this so-and-so said this about me or I keep hearing this. When I was, I did feel a shift from when I was younger. I mean, like when all my cousins and all my, my guy friends, because I do have a, like, I've always grown up with other guy friends. Like when they started getting married, I stopped being part of the group. And like, I guess that's kind of weird. Um, but I mean, like you other like titties or you don't. And like you other like, a bold person or you don't that's i just i'm other for you i'm, I'm an acquired taste 
So if I'm just not for you, I'm not so for you. So the takeaway is you either like titties or you don't. Yeah. Like, because, okay, like, it's like, okay, like, uh, algorithm on Instagram. It's just like, I feel like people might be interested in makeup, but like, if you're not interested in the style of art, I, you can follow, follow me. Like, I, I can see that. Yeah. You know, if, if I mean, like, if you like chihuahuas, but then you don't like my art, okay, then you can, you know what I mean? Or yeah. whatever. I, feel, so. I mean, I think there's everything for everybody, but I feel like um, you wear your sort of your um, imperfections on your sleeve. Yeah. Like, like, this is who I am. Yeah. So you like it or you don't like it. And I, I think that's a great way because I think most artists are like, you know, we're real sensitive and shit about like putting stuff off the wall and we're more concerned about that. And I think you do it in a way where you're like brave and you're like, look, man, if you don't like it, you don't like it. But if you do, like, cool, enjoy that shit. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not like, um, what is it called? Not attached or not, attached is not the right word. What's it called? Like sentimental. I'm not sentimental about my art. Like I enjoy the process of going through whatever feeling I was going through. Um, whether it's like an important thing or like, you know, just a funny small thing. Like I like the process of creating what I'm creating and then I'm done. And like, you release it to the world and then that's yeah. it. it has so its own like, life. Yeah. And like, I mean, like I have like a uh, weird articles when I'm dead type of thing, but like, it's not like, Oh, this is going to change all these people's lives or anything like that. <laughs> like, you know, but if you do get that and I have been told, that people have been felt they felt more confident after looking at my stuff or they like they really love how bold it is or whatever they say so yeah. that makes me happy that makes me feel good it, I, I do feel like nice when people tell me that um and then like one of the nicest things somebody told me was um i want to delete you every single day but then i don't and like i don't know why i like you but then like i want to <laughs> delete you because like you're equally as offensive as nice and uh <laughs> And I was just like, oh my God, thank you. I didn't know. It's a great dilemma to have. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're thinking about me that much. That's crazy. Like, yeah. I mean, that's the one thing that you want as an artist. Like, you know, somebody was like, oh, there's a person, you know, I don't know where I was at. It was a show. I don't know what it was for. And some, um, some guy that was in the show came up to me and was like, yo man, like there's like people talking shit about your picture up there. And I was like, oh, they are. And I was like, cool. And he was like, what? You don't want to say nothing. And I was like, what am I going to say? I go there. They're taking the time out of their day to fucking go stand in front of my photograph and talk about it. Yeah. And they've been talking about it for the last 15 minutes. It's up for interpretation. So I, I won. Because yeah. that's all I wanted people to do is look at the photograph. And you whether seen... they like it or not, you know, they can not like it because of the, you know, the political connotations that I put on it. That's fine. But at least they're talking about it. That was it. That the, 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 the art was supposed to create a feeling. Mm-hmm. And it did its job. Mm-hmm. And he was so offended by it. And like, so like if they're gonna go and I was like don't don't engage them just dude just like enjoy it yeah it's like when I put the podcast the first week I put it up some guy messaged me and was like oh this and that and blah, blah. I know his points weren't really valid so I know he didn't listen to the podcast yeah but I was like dude this guy took it like man like even when I'm like upset about stuff I don't take the time and really write a bunch of stuff about it no he wrote nobody me cares. a whole paragraph about yeah, like, nobody cares. And I was like, cool, thanks, man. Like, that's all I needed. Like, when you have people not like what you're doing, then somebody's paying attention to what you're doing. Yeah. There's something going on. But, I mean, he was like... You should just be busy doing what you're doing. Yeah. Like, yeah, don't... Like, just like... like, like you there's could... always going to be somebody. And even if there's not, or there is... Uh, like, you should be busy doing what you're doing. Yeah. But they took the time. They took 10 minutes out of their life to, like, write this whole shit about it. And then I was like, cool. I don't... It was the it was a title of the podcast that offended him. And I was like... What was the title? being brown in LA oh and I was like I, I was just like oh, okay well sorry but I'm not gonna like 
I don't even, I didn't, I didn't even answer him and I didn't even address it. I just kind of moved on. But it was funny that, that it even came up. And then, you know, I've had people tell me, like my friends, like, oh, you know, I don't agree with that or whatever. And I'm like, cool, at least you listen to it. Yeah. Well, I know that you're listening and that you're like saying something. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, artists, a lot of us don't have that in us. Like we make it and we, we just listen to the wild. Yeah. A lot of people get so attached to the work they make and they get so defensive when people try to do it. And I used to love that about going to art school, like at Art Center, you know, we'd have these critiques. Oh, yeah. And people oh, would just critiques. go at it. And I would just like write down. That makes you a stronger person all around. You know, if somebody asked me like, why are you writing it down? I was like, because those are things that are like, these are things that we were having this, this conversation. Is true. And I may uh-huh. get something from this these conversation. Yeah. Like I'm going to, I'm going to take all these resources and use it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be mad that somebody said something like you guys are playing you know, trying to be artists when your parents are paying for it. You know, like I'm paying for this on my own. So Even I gotta so, do it's this. just like this is what we're here for is yeah. to grow. So like if you just keep drawing the same fucking thing, taking the same fucking picture, like great, that picture's great or not, whatever. But like the whole point is to challenge you and grow and keep moving and forward. Cause like that's what you're doing in your brain your whole life is like changing and moving forward and growing and experiencing new things. So like why would your art not have uh, an aligned life yeah you know? why wouldn't it grow too you yeah know, like yeah exactly. the castle didn't just come off the bat and start making you know he made a doodle and people were like that's the shit that's the future of art like people were like what the fuck is this doodle and you know i'm sure that there's people that passed on it mm-hmm. there's people that passed on movies that they didn't want to do and people that passed on singers that they didn't want to sign who are now famous i mean there's people that are just like that's not i don't like that yeah but somebody else saw the potential and I, to me it's like we can't be sensitive about the work we put because we made a piece of art and we put it out there. We allowed it to go out into the wild. And yeah. then you have to let it live its own life out there without you being involved yeah. or attached to it. Now, if it's a brand, yeah, continue to make more, continue to hype it up, continue to talk about it, put yeah. it in people's faces, like boom, 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 look at this, look at this, you know, until they get tired of it. I, 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 I did an interview for a magazine and they, I told them like, oh, you know, I feel like all the girls that I draw, which is like a weird thing to say, but I feel like all the girls that I draw, like they're like my kids. And like, I know I did a good job with my kid. So like, she's good out there. Like, we're good. Like, yeah. she's, she's got it. She, she's all right. I taught her well. Yeah. And- oh, I was going to say, okay, I have noticed. I do get, it's not about being brown though, I don't think. Um, I have noticed that, or I've been asked by more than a few artists or I guess kind of like weirdly confronted or whatever the fuck they were trying to do. Like, oh, like kind of as as I'm going based off shock value and like that's like my gimmick or like I use like uh, my looks, quote unquote. Um, Again, I'm an acquired taste Um, to get like further or to get some notability or something or notoriety. I don't know what the word is. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I just think that's so cheap to tell me because like what the fuck like so i can only be one thing yeah you know the answer is sometimes it's like this is how i dress like this is how i get up in the morning like i mean like i I just don't see why like i can't well i mean i do i well i do i don't feel this at all like i don't care that i just think it's weird that people would like come up to me and be like oh well, I think you do this because it's shock value, or I think you just use this. But like, literally, it's only happened a handful of times. It's mostly women, which is well, like I mean, strange. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, but that's also a thing. Maybe it's women that feel uncomfortable with you, and they feel uncomfortable more about themselves than you. I mean, I remember going 
to go get steaks one time with you and we were at your house hanging out or something and you had all this crazy makeup but to me it was like how i look your makeup yeah and then we were like oh we should get something to eat and then we went to get something to eat and then people were staring and i was like what the fuck are they staring at but to, in my mind i was like and then I, we got into the car and i was like oh shit it's her makeup yeah did i even notice but no but like <laughs> yeah but to me it was like i was just like is it me like do i look like a criminal or something or like you know and it was a weird thing where like some people are so sensitive to like the way other people look that i'm like why are you worried about everybody else you know i mean it's good to take people in if that's a, i mean i'm not i've decided that i am not a, uh what is that what is when you are curious like um i don't have an inquiring mind i'm like we came to eat uh we're going home like <laughs> you're not the cat that, that yeah i'm not gonna be like why did that happen yeah. it doesn't concern me you're like the curious cat no curious not at all kill the cat yeah um well i feel like in the future of like artwork like the more especially going to art center and seeing how you know the people that were the most free were the ones that took the shit and they dressed up like whatever and they made their own clothes and they wore crazy hair and then people are like oh those guys and they consider them those guys and there's a whole art world where everybody has to be super chic and super cool and the artwork is pushing this work because like oh look at the artist he's so cool and like you know all these rappers and singers have their artwork where it's like some of this shit is like so fucking boring it's over overdone and it's redundant and they never grow we're like there's other artists Especially like nowadays, there's a lot of black artists that are coming out that are amazing. There's a lot of brown artists that are just like out there, but they don't look like your typical artists and they're not being pushed as much. Do you feel like you're, you have problems trying to get your artwork to be accepted by everybody or is it already been pigeonholed in one place? Um, no, uh, I mean like when I first, when I joined that collective after college and um, the collective, and I'm not knocking this at all, it's just not like my style. Like, it started getting real Burning Man-ish. And like, that's just not like what I do. So I had to find like, kind of like, I just branched out after that. And then like, that's when like, Teen Angels was like still like making magazines. And like, I kind of like caught, I, I caught the tell in, I think I'm in like the last three issues before he, he passed away. And like, to me, that was like, uh, I never thought I would be accepted in that sense. That's not what I was going for per se, or like, I just had no idea that was gonna happen. Um, and that kind of like gave me like a little boost in LA. And like, that's how I met a lot of other artists and that opened up a lot of other doors for me. And like, I mean, like, it's just- uh, Do you consider your work like Chicano art or- No, I think there's pieces I that like, I do yeah. dedicated to that. I feel like there's influences in there and stuff like that. And I feel like, there's I think my makeup looks like that. Traditional, yeah. There, there's like a whole like a artistic chola look that you kind of yeah. carry. I but feel I, it's <laughs> important to preserve. I shade off my eyebrows at 14. That's when I became a woman. So, <laughs> I feel like there's a whole like, and now I understand because like, I remember Teen Angel when I was a kid because like, I used to love lowriders and I used to love lowrider um, model cars. Mm -hmm. And we would, you know, take the regular model cars and then we would buy the lowrider rims and we would paint them and do all kinds of stuff. That's cute. And I remember building those and a lot of the examples were like getting lowrider magazines so you could look at what people were doing, the candy striping, the painting, the gold rims, all that stuff. I but really then, like oldies. 
But then the teenage stuff came into it, and everybody who had a, was in a car club would always just play these oldies out of it. And I remember like Art Laveau would talk about teenage stuff and shout outs. And so when you when I first started like you know writing and drawing, and, you know, because I used to draw when I was a kid all the time, and I'd be like, oh, he's just drawing. Like, that's all he does. And I would write, you know, like you know, you end up tagging when you were a kid and so forth. And so a lot of the art that I was first exposed to before street art was more accessible mm-hmm. you know the only time that i saw street art was like if i saw somebody's peace book which is a black book mm-hmm. that had all the graffiti stencils and you know like the mural setups before they made a mural that's what a peace book is but for those of you guys who don't know but for most of it like when i saw people drawing women men chains cars stuff like almost realistic images was from teenagers the yeah. letters from the gangsters in the jail. Yeah, that's where animals. I was going to say, that's where I learned about Teen Angels because I used to spend a lot of time at my my aunt's house and like she had this like gnarly room. She painted it black and she's like really into those like Mardi Gras kind of masks, like those like, you know, Jester, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was Jester's mask. It, like her whole room was covered in those masks but with a black background. And then she had like, uh, again, like, again, like wall to wall, like, uh, prison like envelopes from her man and like they were all done so nicely and then she had a waterbed that was cool um, and so like, I spent a lot of time in her room and I just thought that was like this is rad like she has a cool room like my mom and dad don't have a cool house like this is a cool room and like I don't know like so that's I, I think it, I, for me I felt official like I mean I mean to me it was like you know you see the pictures of girls with the dickies and the no eyebrows painted all like perfectly and everything and you know like that's what the teenager was the dudes with the polaroids from jail and stuff like that but to me my favorite part of teenager was like to go all the way to the back oh the dedicated the, the, the letters look at the envelope art oh and i think the envelope art in itself that that was like a whole that's a whole genre of art that that i think is been ignored you know if now street art is yeah. this amazing thing like Having these these envelopes got very intricate. They didn't just like drew a face or like they drew a car. They would draw a woman's face and her hair, and then the hair would would like cascade down, and it turned into a street, and then there was a car in the street. And oh yeah, like it's a collage. Right. It's like a yeah. story. It was like it was like immensely, and there was like pictures of guys who were breaking chains because they wanted to get it free and wanted to live their lives and get out of jail. And then you know there was like you know there's hidden messages or the tall tales of what it is to make that kind of uh, prison art mm-hmm. but I feel like all that is a genre in itself like if you took all those teen angels and you put them together and you started collecting all every piece of them you can have a whole gallery full of that stuff and they get oh, really yeah. amazing yeah and this is from people that don't have art supplies yeah yeah True. you know sometimes the, the, the dopest guys were like pen and pencil yeah use what you got yeah pen and pencil and an envelope and you made some crazy shit come in. The most beautiful things come out yeah. of like yeah, literally great penmanship. no supplies. You know, people can't even write regular notes nowadays. And these fools had like amazing cursive. And the cursive was like stylized. I mean, that's what it's, I think. I think me doing some digital art and knowing a lot of digital artists, I think it's important to keep drawing on paper. And it's important to keep painting on paper and having the tangible stuff i think we need to bring that back i need right now that's a COVID. we need to start sending letters to our homies oh yes oh and drawing really on envelopes and drawing them and writing them letters and, and practicing our cursive and be like yo 
I'm stuck at home. I watch all the shows on Netflix. I have a good pen pal. I made a, I made, <laughs> I made a piece of bread. It tastes like shit. Uh, I made some drinks. They were good, but I got drunk. Yeah. And then I woke up on the floor. Like we could, we could totally keep the post office in business. Oh yeah. But just buying stamps and writing pen pal letters to each other, and then drawing on the envelope. Let's bring this shit back. Like it's not just the homies in jail. You know, God bless the soul. I hope they get out and they, you know, live a good life. But it's about also doing it with like your homies now. You have so many friends alive. Let's bring that, you know, that envelope art back and like let's start drawing some bullshit on it. Like draw you making a piece of bread or, you know, taking a burnt bread out of the oven. Also, I I, I, I just thought of something funny. Uh, but I was like, I used to have to go to Texas for my summer sometimes before um, my grandma moved to Alameda or whatever. I don't know. And like, it's like what I like guys and I would like write letters to them but I would just like go into like girly magazines and like they're like ask 10 questions for whatever the fuck and like I just like write some questions from there to seem interesting and like to keep them like interested and then like draw those little whatever's on the on the front of the letters and those dudes were like super happy and they wrote me back and sent me little gifts I mean like people people in prison you know they appreciate oh my god have you seen love after the lockup no <laughs> It's no. amazing. What's it called? Love After Lockup. Love After Lockup. Oh is that God. on Netflix? Clint and, and what's her name? Wait, is this a show? It's a show. And it's a real show? It's a real show. Oh, it's like a like a like a it, reality a, show? Yeah, like so these, these people like men what, and what, women. What streaming network is it on? I don't know. I just watched it on YouTube. It's Love After Lockup. Love After Lockup. All right, cool. It's hilarious. All right. Everybody watch Love After Lockup. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right, so I propose that we start sending envelopes to each other and we start pen drawing. Pen pal. Uh, yeah. And then if you guys do that, if you guys send pen pal stuff to your homies, uh, send me a picture, DM me at being brown in LA on IG, at being brown in LA. Uh, and I'd love to see everybody's envelope art. Uh, to the face, I expect you to send me an envelope with some drawings on it. All right, I will. Um, <laughs> so as, as you know, Growing up in different parts of the Bay, what are the what are the things that you remember from your childhood that I think only brown people could know? I had a different brown people experience, I think, than I was maybe supposed to have or whatever. Because like, okay, so when I lived with my family, with my mom and my dad, like everybody spoke Spanish. Obviously, I knew we were Mexican. They taught me. Spanish. I'm not super great at it, but like I, I'm the only one of the kids that could speak it. So like, like I was kind of like, I saw, I did all the things, I saw all the things until I was nine, and then I don't know, maybe that's just when it started registering to me. But I kind of felt like my mom was trying to put it in my mind that like, oh, if we stay in Southern California, like you're gonna become some sort of gang member, and like your life is gonna be like hard and you're gonna be a hood rat or whatever. And little does she know, like, I still am. <laughs> but no, um, no, but then like we moved to the Bay Area and then like everybody, like I had never seen so many like Asian people. Like I was like amazed. I was like, oh my God, Asian people are so beautiful. Cause like, I just had never seen so many. And then like everybody was black too. And so like, and then like, so like it was a big melting versus Southern California. It, it was at the time for my little nine year old, eight year old mind, like it's, so everybody's brown like way brown so like i'm just like oh cool like and i just got so many other experiences and then since moving out of my house so young 
and my boyfriend at the time the one i dated for a long time he was like indian like from punjabi so like i just i got to learn that culture and then i did a few asian dudes did a few like uh jewish dudes and like that was just like my experience and i was like kind of hesitant to date like a mexican guy not outwardly but like i think like in my inside like my mom had put it in my head kind of funny and then when i was in college and i met like my real real like core group of friends like they're super proud like mexican people and like they showed they used to take me to like casa meetings and stuff like that and like they used to make learn how to cook learn how to clean knew, knew all the like they, they, they really like it was like a like a brown education yeah like crash course, like crash like, course. we're gonna we're gonna make you brown how to be brown on one and two yeah, courses, and yeah they told me that they're like you don't know part of your identity like you don't know who you are like you don't like like you are you but like there's a whole other part but and like but the beauty about being brown people is that we don't have to be one no 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 you know we could be a lot of different ways a lot of those but i was missing that well yeah i mean that's that's a good thing where you feel like you were missing that but like Cleaning is not an exclusive thing to brown people. Or no, cooking. but with the music and having it be a ritual, and yeah. having that family time and having like I mean like that's how we lived in our house. Like, and I had never experienced that. Like, and like living with, I mean, I was going to art school. They were going to real like to yeah. school, you know. And like these are educated. Like, I mean, they're good people, like, educated people, and like just showing me basic things. And like, and like I was so like they're like this is who you are. This is what make you feel more whole. And like. I can't lie, like it did make me feel more whole. It did make me feel like pro more proud. You found your mean, community. Yeah, I felt really displaced without even knowing that. Yeah, no. Sometimes you kind of miss those things. That, I mean, I remember growing up and having to get up on the weekends at a certain time because the music was on. So the music told me, "Yeah, mom's cooking and cleaning. Get the fuck up because you got to do some stuff." But yep. it was always like certain kind of music. So like, I kind of in my way like weekends always have music involved and then there's always like a cooking and a cleaning part because that's how i grew up and i remember like oh we're gonna make this thing like we're making chorizo and huevos which is chorizo and eggs with for everybody you know so we made it in a big old skillet and whatever and it was like music was going on so like the, that was sort of the part of it like yeah you know you were cooking and you had music and maybe you had some drinks or maybe you didn't if you were old enough whatever it was but there was some yeah there was some stuff like that and I, I think those are the things like fond memories of mine I also remember like Juan Gabriel listening to that yeah. we didn't play that much Selena until like because I was older by the time that she became famous but it was like a lot of like Juan Gabriel Jose Jose I saw it was Jose Jose and shit like that and like uh, you know like those bookies and it was like all this stuff and so I, re I just that's like a whole connection that I have where like weekends there was like music and there was food and there was definitely a lot of fucking cleaning. Yeah. So you got to work. Um, are you a big fan of Morrissey? Yeah. What, what's the thing with but brown see, people like, and Morrissey? That, like, that was a whole different thing for me. I'm telling you, like, I like everything was secondhand that I learned about like subcultures in our culture, if that makes sense. Okay. You yeah. know, like, like I had a, okay, so like I only live but then for so long, so part of high school, part of continuation school, I was just like living with my boyfriend. And so like I would hang out with my girlfriend a lot. And like her, me and her older sister really hit it off. And like I used to babysit her kid. And like she was like super into The Cure, super into Morrissey. She was like the first like older goth girl I ever like met. Like, you know, and like she was like not typical, like the typical pretty latina like whatever you know and like she was so right and like she taught me all about that so it's like somebody else that taught me all about that side 
you know and then like when i moved to la like i remember like my first friend in la her name was christina um she is like I mean, she didn't look, I mean, she says she's a shoulder. I don't know. I don't know. Like, but like, she'd be like, Ashley, I hate your fucking name. Like, it's so stupid. Why did they name you Ashley? And I'm like, dude, you're telling me. And like, she, and I was like, well, Christina's not that much better. But like, I mean, okay. And so she like gave me like a Spanish name or whatever. And like, I remember that was like so weird to me that she did that. But like, it made me feel like oddly like proud because I'm just like, oh, like I'm accepted. Like, and like, I don't know. I just didn't know that. Anymore. And I think growing up, we always try to find our identity, like where yeah. we belong. I feel I felt like a little bit like that when I first moved to LA. Everyone's like, you talk so weird, you act so weird, you dress so weird, and like I like the like the, by like last year in San Francisco before moving out here. Like that was super hypey. Like I was like, you can't make me not rep the Bay forever. Like I'm about it. I'm like <laughs> like you know. But then I mean, I was born. In LA had, LA had too many rules before. I I think it. it you couldn't be a certain way. You couldn't rep other cities. There was just so many, like, there, it was so strict. I mean, people would get into fights for the weirdest shit. And yeah, now, people would test me. I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> everybody wanted to step to everybody. And I remember, like, going to New York when I was really young. And I was in the elevator. Some dude was like, yo, man, your shoes are fucking dope. And I was like, what? Like, what do you want? And like, you know, like, I wasn't ready for it. I was like, what, what do you want? Like, you know, I was like, I'm a shanky fool. Like, do you feel thing. different when you go to New York? I feel like people are more like, oh my God, look at their shoes. And like, I think I was like at a bar for like an hour. I had only been in New York for an hour and a half. Or oh. I went from the so airport to my friend's apartment. We walked down, went to a bar. Some dude's like, yo, man, I'm having a party tomorrow. And blah, 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 blah. And I was like, cool, man. Like this and that. And we were just talking about some, I think we started talking about cameras. And then we ended up talking about like this party. And then my friend got out of the bathroom and she's like, yo, how do you know that guy? And I was like, from right here? From right here. Like, yeah. he was just sitting right there. And she's like, he invited you to a party? And I was like, yeah, at his house. And the next day we went and it was like. Nice. And it was cool. Like, he was like, yo, what's up, man? He's from LA. And everybody's like, oh, it's a dude from LA. And then I came back to LA a, like a week later. And I think I was working in some office in downtown or something. And I went, I was like, oh, yo, your shoes are dope. And the guy looked at me like, what? And then he just looked the other way. And I was like, oh, fuck. I forgot where I was at because it's like we we tend to think that we're friendlier here, but we're not. And I feel like we make too many rules. Like we can't get, we can't be overly friendly because people are like, "What the fuck you want?" And also, there's like, "Oh, you can't be like this. You got to be like this." I just, yeah. I mean, like, I don't feel that shit no more. Well, not I, I anymore. Just, I just, I'm just like, people are busy. I, They're trying to work. Honestly, like, we'll tell you this: the, the new, the new generation, these millennials, they don't give a shit. I'm a millennial. Well, there you go. So this new generation doesn't give a shit. These guys will all intermix with each other. They have friends of all colors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody can tell you, like, that's not good. That's not the right way. That's not the wrong way. And I love this. I love the fact that, like, there is no right way to do this shit. There's no right way to be. There's no in shape to be. You no. got a big booty. You got a big boobs. You don't have no booty. Whatever. Like, do your thing. And then you can also, like, have crazy hair. And it's okay. And yeah. you can you can have nappy hair. You can have straight hair. You can have frizzy hair. You can be, you know, like, whatever you want to dress like. I think nowadays... There's more of an acceptance, which I feel like this is what we should carry on. We should teach kids, yo, accept everything because everything's going to be okay as long as people are good. You know when a person is a good person and when a person is a bad person. So yeah. accept that. And I think that's the future that it should go in. And I think I can't express it in any political way. So art is the only way that I can do that. I have to keep making stuff or doing or creating content to let people know like there is no right way to do shit. 
Yeah. And you should accept everybody for who they are, not just because you have a sister or because you know a black person or because you're married to an Asian man or a white man, because we're all human beings and we just got to be like, we got to be cool with each other. Like we, we're we, the same fucking yeah, thing. And we, we're all made of the same fucking shit. And everybody's fighting each other. And it's like, man, when you look at the bigger picture, there's a bigger enemy that doesn't give a shit about all of us. I mean, what we really need to care about is paying teachers more. So we have good teachers and kids because you can't change the fucking races right now. And uh, like he can say you changed them or whatever the fuck, but that's just so deep in you. It's hard to learn. Yeah, things. let's like, get them. Raise your babies. Right. Let's get them right before they even learn. Yeah, it. because I can guarantee you when kids come out of the womb, they don't know color and they don't give a fuck and they just see another kid and they want to play with them. They don't even know if they're yeah, black or whatever. Rest. They don't even know what black is. Yeah. They just want to fucking play. It's the, okay. I, I was watching this documentary and it says that they do notice that like, oh, we're different. They do notice. Like, I mean, if you can see, you're, you, there is a difference. But like, you literally just give them an, the, the right explanation. Just be like, oh, you know, like other nationality, blah, 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 this and that. And like, we're good. That's, and I think that's the thing. It's like, I, I hope that artists will push the way and that parents will pick it up and also like be like yo like let's teach kids better but i also feel like i have a responsibility as an artist like a lot of my first work that i made as a photographer going into art school and leaving art school was very political and i want to continue that and i feel like the podcast is an extension of that the rhetoric that i put out there because some people call it rhetoric I, i've been told the rhetoric that I put out there, but my own comments of honesty, like, you know, yeah, I'm going to keep talking about it. And we're going to have these uncomfortable conversations. We're gonna, I'm going to call out people who are racist, who are around my friends. Like, no, you can't say that shit about black people. No, you can't say that shit about Asian people. Like, no, you can't say that about white people. Like, we just can't be racist to each other. We got to call yeah. each other out and we got to just say that. We got to teach kids the right things. Um, we got to love animals. We got to take care of doggies. We got to take care of other animals. We got to make sure we take care of each other. And like, mental health also is another issue due to COVID. We gotta reach out to friends. We gotta pen pal people. Yep. Yo, man, what's up? Like, how you the doing? The pen friends thing is we gotta do. We gotta do that. We gotta with Chula Face and uh, and everybody. Drew. Everybody wants. Yeah, to. Chula Face and and Drew, pen pal. We're gonna start it and we're gonna get you guys together. Um, but I think that we have responsibilities. So like all this shit about like oh I don't know what to do and I'm confused. Look, we got stuff to do. Get moving. Get active. Get voting. Do all the things that you need to do. Take care of each other. Let's do a word association. I'm going to say words to you. Okay. And then the first thing that comes out of your mouth. All right. And if you don't know what it is, I'll explain what they are. I want a cigarette. Uh, huh? You want a cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> I oh, like, I feel like be- I a cigarette. Before we go on, let me ask you some questions because I started checking out your um, your Instagram. There's a picture of you with death metal makeup and you look really sad. You want to talk about that? The shirt? Yeah. I what have what been, did that get inspired by? Uh, so my boyfriend's like date a lot of metal guys. Um, like uh, I don't know. Like I, okay, so like an ex boyfriend gave me the name Chula Face, and like I literally just put it on my Instagram, and then like that's like when I started doing like like a lot of art, and then that's like when people started following me. So I'm just like, oh, I'm just never gonna change my name because like now they know where to find me if they're looking for me. And like, I just never changed my name and I've never changed my photo. Um, and I don't, I think it's kind of funny now because it's like, I'm getting older and I don't necessarily feel like, oh, Chula face. It's not like, it's just like a cute thing my boyfriend used to call me. And then like, 
I want, like, I, I, it, I have a weird customer um, mix of people, um, and I love them all. Um, but I'm just trying to like make things that are like for everybody, not just so girly or just not so like. Yeah. So chula, chula means pretty yeah. or cute, uh -huh. or you know like. It, it's like in the cute and pretty realm in Spanish. Yeah. And certain people will call you chula. Yeah. It, and it, it could be a good thing or it could be a derogatory thing. But chula face, like when I heard the name, I thought it was perfect. I was like, oh, that makes, that's such a cool thing because it's such a reference to our culture. But at the same time, it's such a, like a cute thing about it. Yeah. And then when people see your art, they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, so yeah. Like a thing where you're like, you weren't ready for it, so you went down the slide and you're like, yeah, chula, and then you got on the bottom of the slide and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. This shit's real. It's a water slide. You don't know how to swim. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a sea of big titties, tattoos, people barfing, dogs, weed, and all kinds of drugs and motorcycles and experience knives and blood and all kinds of shit. So I love the fact that now you have this death metal. It's, it's, it's black metal. It's black, black metal. metal. We gotta get it right for those people because okay. they're black particular. Black metal, chula face, t-shirt. Like I like my the same uh, boyfriend that gave where, me that name. Where can they find this t-shirt if they want it? On my website, and the link is in my bio. Everything is clearly labeled. Um, C H U L A face, mm -hmm. and you can find her there. All the stuff is. That's like my only social media. I probably should branch out. Um, no, yeah, but my ex boyfriend, he the guy that's into black metal um he used to call me that i used it and then like i've always like i don't i mean like i like some metal but like in no way would i be like yeah i love metal but like i like their aesthetic also yeah. and i think it's cool unisex wise. There, there's a there's a big there's a big uh resurgence lately just because a couple of stories came um like they made they were made into movies like lords of you can't even mention that. We're gonna oh. seem like we're gonna seem like lames though. Okay. Like you know they don't like that shit. Okay, no, no, don't look look for their movies. There's a lot of like documentaries on on bands that are. It's out cool there. to like metal and not be elitist about it. Yeah. Have a fucking yeah. sense of humor also. <laughs> so check it out. But check out her Instagram. There's gonna be a picture there that looks like a mugshot, and it is a mugshot. So, yep. <laughs> uh, and that's a fun story, but that's not for me to tell. Um, word association. Nike Cortez. Do you like the shoes? Do you wear them ever? Uh, oh, well, yeah, but I can't find any nylons. Just nylon, the right old now. school nylon ones. I've been yeah. looking for them yeah. for a while. Uh, the leather ones crease up and. Yeah, and they get all nasty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hoop earrings. Overrated. Ah, you're not a hoop earring person. No, I do like hoops. They're 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 they go with everything. They're cute, but I just don't think. I mean, whatever. It's yeah. cool. They're just they're they're, they're just cute. Like that your style no not even like it's like i think they do complement every outfit but like i it, they're just whatever to me like it's just kind of like circles these <laughs> those circles don't define me <laughs> uh bandanas um very, for a dog but not for people no it's just like i, I just bought my dog's cute little bandanas okay. so like that's so cute to mine shout out to your dog's names Oh, um, my little girl, Dot. I've had her for nine years. She's about to be 10 at the end of the month. Um, her name is Dot. She had two brothers when I got her. So it was Yakko Wakko Dot and a pretty little girl um, from the Animaniacs. And then Sia, uh, that's his nickname, but his full name is Cornflakes. And I got him and TJ. Uh, some guy sold them to me for 40 bucks. So he wanted 180 for it. Baby Cornflakes, as you call him sometimes. Baby Sia. 
He is a chihuahua. He's a he's, handsome, handsome chihuahua. He is also a he's um, featured on my inspiration Instagram. to a lot of the artwork that she makes. I love drawing him. In in in, we're doing this uh, COVID safe, far yeah. away from each other, but we're also doing it in her workspace. And there's a huge, uh, I would say, portrait Hemingwayish, <laughs> Hemingway inspired portrait of baby CF. Or death row record. Wearing, <laughs> wearing a, uh, a turtleneck knitted sweater and has the most uh, unapologetic, uninterested look. He's, he's got a he lot does, of tooth. Yeah, he doesn't uh, care about you looking at him. But it's huge. It's huge enough to be even framed in a way where like two lights are hitting down. So it's a very important piece when you walk in the house and you're like, this is baby CF and fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a. He it, has my heart. You guys should check it out. Um, I love dot. Is this on your Instagram? I'm gonna put it on. Yeah, mine. it's far down though. Yeah, I'll put it on mine so you guys can see it, and then you'll know what I'm talking about. Maybe see Sweetheart. He's um, a dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dreamer. Okay, so we got the corn. We got the okay bandanas. Okay, uh, street elotes. Are you a big street elote person? I'm a big street hot dog person. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm not elotes. I need two of them. Just double fisting them. Not elotes, but you're are you're. You're big on the flaming hot Cheetos. I do love them. Okay. Let's see more. All right. Raspados? Super good. Super good. Which is your favorite flavor? Uh, I don't know. It's a kind of a mix of blue and red. Ah, okay, okay, okay. I like how it's not even a, a taste. It's just like color. Yeah. Blue and red. Okay. Kind of like David Chappelle. Oh, I guess, I guess, I guess like piña is good too. Piña is all right too, yeah. But blue and red is good though. Yeah, that's my go-to. It's like David Chappelle purple. It's like water yeah, purple. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Champurado? Good. You like champurado? Oh. Yeah, I like I feel like, I it's like, like cream of wheat. Oh my god. And I, I like feel like grits. it's like porridge that you drink and you have to like I've never liked I love grits. I make a bomb for shrimp and grits. grits is yeah. so good. I make a bomb shrimp and grits and we'll invite you then you'll have something. Oh my god, I would love that. But champurado to me is like it's like being forced to eat. Do you like fideo? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fideos what's fideo on I mean noodles? Yeah, it's, it's like, like noodles, well, you put chicken in it. With cream too. and stuff like that. It's like a, Not even. It's just like water and tomato sauce. But we we also put like, Central America's put like uh, milk and cream a little bit. Oh, sometimes. I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah. I had to try it like that. But it's like the most simplest spaghetti that you can make it. Like, you know, it's just basically. It costs you like a dollar boiled, boiled noodles and a little bit of sauce, and that's it. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of things. It's coffee they and it's basically noodles. Um, all right, let's go tit for tat. This or that. Uh -huh. Here we go. Pozole o menudo? Uh, oh shit, that's hard. Pozole. There you go. The noodles disgusting. There's tripe in no, it. No, I eat that shit too. It's oh. good. It depends on who makes it. Okay. I'll give you that. Tortillas or bolillos? Tortillas. Okay. Tacos or pupusas? It's an easy one. Uh, well, I don't... Uh, I don't You're not a taco person? <gasps> not really. I like crunchy tacos. I like okay. crunchy like potato tacos. So, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. But pupusas... They're good, but like again, it's like who prepared them? Are they soggy? Okay. Like, did they have a nice crisp? So you're What's... you're a kind of sort of this shit. You're like, I mean, it has like, to be right. this has to be right, or I don't want it. No, so you're true California. All right. Cheese uh, and cheese burritos. <laughs> black beans or pinto beans? Oh, they're both good. Um, it just depends if I feel healthy or not. Mm, okay. So if you're healthy, you do black. Yeah. But if you want to just pick out, you'll do pintos. Yes. It's because they put all that lard in it, huh? Yes. Yeah. But those beans and cheese burritos? Yeah, they're the they bomb. Because, the yeah. I mean, they'll stay for a while. All that they're lard, they'll keep them for a while. Like, they're not going to, they're like Twinkies. You're not going to. So good. You can go back and eat them a while. Uh, if I say the word Selena? Uh, it's 
just like everything like a magical like and the she's the first how old were you when she was around were you even i don't even know honestly i was so little but like you know what it what why she stayed in my brain so deeply is because when i was little which is so fucked up but i mean like sorry we i didn't pick it you know like my mom and dad used to be like oh like i know it sounds fucked up it's just like oh like ashley's pretty and like sabrina's smart and like that which it sucks for both of us because i'm just like my sister's gorgeous and then like i'm not such a bobo and like you know (laughs) but they would be like oh like like you're selena like or like put that in my brain and i would just be like damn well she is beautiful and then like i would do like little dances and like little like wear crop tops so like that was like my first tie to beauty uh, and like okay i mean not, i'm not in no way am i trying to say so like, it's, I so it's linked like, but it but it's linked to your history like your, your it made identity. me feel special yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and i think there's something with it. i got her tattooed on my back oh. Purpose Christie. all right walter mercado Oh, I want to dress up, up as him as for Halloween. Oh, no way. That'd be awesome. Is in the face. You know. The little wig. I feel like he's such an icon because, like, um, you know, growing up in a house with a Latin mom, and I know some of you grew up with a Latin grandma, it'd be the time where, like, the house was fucking quiet. And they would wait for their sign to come up. And he was so over the top. Have you watched the documentary? Yeah. It was very good. But he was so over the top. I remember just, like, thinking, like, how many rings does this motherfucker have? And, like, why does he always have a cape? Like, that shit's heavy. It's like he's like Liberace. But he was our Liberace, and his hair was wild. He looked like a lion. He looked like a grandma. But he also looked like a lady, but he wasn't a lady. But you kind of accepted him looking like a lady. Like, it was cool. Like, you were like, all right. He has to be, like, extra. Yeah. Yeah. But there was something where, like, I feel like drag queens now take tips from him. Like, the way that they do certain things. And, and, like, you got to give him much respect. Like, the guy was doing that when it wasn't a really acceptable thing. I mean, he like he didn't. It, it, it didn't bother him none. Like, yeah, you know? but he never talked about his sexuality. It was never a thing that he's like, I'm inviting you guys to like have this conversation. With he's me. like, I am too fabulous. Yeah, to be but he about. was like, it's almost in a way where he was like to him that it wasn't even gay. It was not even. Yeah. You know, trans. It wasn't even uh, you know like a drag queen thing. It was just it was just Walter. It was like his yeah. crazy style. He's his own thing. Yeah, he was like his own thing. And like, there could be other people that could follow him, but he was. I don't feel like he was really following anybody. Like. I don't who think ha- so either. Who has that many gemstones on their fucking fingers, you know? That's, it's, I mean, hell. Maybe if I was a man, that's how I want to look, too. I don't even look like that as a lady, but. Yeah. <laughs> sparkly shit's cool. <laughs> I mean, those those robes. I mean, in talking about sparkly shit, like Juan Gabriel. Oh, what do I think? Yeah. That he was sad. I mean, but he was an amazing singer. Oh, yeah. And his songs make grown men who are straight cry. Oh, oh yeah, my my ex just told me his favorite song by him. I can't remember now. But he started crying. He's like, I don't know why I'm crying. My grandma. I was no, like, but like, oh. everybody has these these things. Like that whole "I was born to die" song that he has. Like I've seen grown men cry to that song because it's such a like an impactful thing. And like you know, being an orphan and being gay and being mistreated and living in people's houses and all the horrible shit that happened to him. Like you know, and he was like a indigenous looking person. He wasn't like a light skinned Mexican. So, and then he still made it and he made all these music and people were just like oh shit because you, know? you could tell you could hear like the experience of his voice yeah Lucas Candy uh, not as good as Zimon 7 sorry word association is too many words I talk a lot yeah uh, Tajin oh good is that Limon 7 or Tajin 
Oh, limon salmon all the all time, the always. Okay, so but like tahini is good too. Tahini just gives you a little bit of like chili flavor, just a little bit. I like it. I like it on fruit. Topo chico. It's okay. You're not a big seltzer person. Yeah, I'm not a big water person. Yeah. Fuck water. All right. Uh, and then la chancla, the last one. Um, I don't have any like bat. My dad hit me with a belt. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, it's I mean, cold in the Barrier. Yeah. We're not wearing a lot of sandals. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I guess it's a it's a southern thing. Right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all I got for you. Thank you so much for being on the show. And um, everybody, go check her out at Chula Face C H U L A Face on Instagram. Check mm-hmm. out her website. It's in get the a bio. Black metal. Get a black metal shirt. Shirts. I also have a Get Us Pow Pow shirt. Um, <laughs> what does Get Us Pow Pow mean? And do you want to get hit? But, but it's not a question. But okay? you say that to kids <laughs> when they're little, like you want, you're gonna get spanked. You want to get yeah, spanked? Like, it all came because I well I tell my little dog that. Yeah. And somebody heard me and then it like went on. So when we're little and you're brown and you're doing something you're not supposed to do, your mom's like get his pup out, yeah. which means pow pow. So uh, she's got a shirt. Sometimes just be nervous. She's got a shirt that it says that kids pop out. Check out her Instagram so you can see a picture of baby. CF and I will post one on mine. Always start. open for commissions. Always open for commissions. She'll draw the shit out of your family and kids. She's amazing when it comes to portraits. I love doing babies. She will not make your grandfather look like uh, your son. <laughs> she will keep them old. She'll make make your ladies look nice. Um, and also start to pen pal each other. Send each other love letters, funny letters. Start drawing some nice art. Uh, draw yourself making some horrible bread or uh, trying to work out on your treadmill that you bought on, a- on Amazon and uh, love each other, okay? Very much. Bye. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Instagram. Leave a like, leave a comment, and remember, if you don't see color, you don't see beauty.